You're listening to the Paperback Podcast, the go-to podcast for aspiring and ambitious authors wanting to learn about all the things book writing, publishing, marketing, and more. I'm your host, Pagan Malcolm, and I'm a business coach specializing in helping authors to understand the business side of publishing and create a lifestyle that supports your authorly goals. If you're tired of struggling on your author journey, done with the rules of the industry, and you're ready to do things your way, then stick around because in this space, we are all about taking the unconventional, wildly successful, and fully aligned path to help you achieve success in authorship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paperback Podcast. I am really stoked about today's episode. So this, I'm going to be really upfront and honest, is uh, an episode all about manifesting. So if you don't vibe with manifesting and you think that that woo-woo stuff is kind of BS, then this is probably not the episode for you. Um, I know that I tend to be very practical and and strategy um, sort of focused most of the time. I do have a bit of a spiritual side to me. So it's very possible that you've come into my world and that you have like gotten lots of strategy and practical from me. And now I'm dropping a manifesting podcast episode on you. So if I'm just saying like, if this is not your thing, you totally don't have to listen to this one. Um, But if it is your thing or you're curious, stick around. So yes, definitely a bit of um, not my usual thing, but um, if you have worked with me, you do, you will know that I, um, tend to integrate a lot more mindset and manifesting into my actual coaching. So this really is more on brand than you think it might be. Um, but I want to talk today about how to manifest your book. And this came, um, I mean, I recently had a conversation with a client around this and I kind of just realized for myself that I've been doing this the entire time without realizing it uh, when it comes to my writing process. And it makes a lot more sense in hindsight how I've been able to write books so quickly and easily as a result. And I realized that in me sharing this, it would be really helpful for people who are struggling. So the reason this conversation came up in the first place is because what I observe with a lot of um, people who work with me is that they are often very stressed out around trying to meet a writing deadline around their book. Like they've set themselves a deadline and they've given themselves like maybe three months, which is a lot of time, but it actually isn't when you are pressing to get something done by a self-imposed deadline. And then you're also running from a place of not being in inspired, aligned, creative energy. So what I talk about a lot of the time when it comes to writing, like if I'm doing like writing trainings or even in my course, my writing course, I talk about this concept of needing to have creative space for your book, right? And I think that if you are, even if you're an entrepreneur or if you're more business orientated or if you're more practical, this doesn't really make a lot of sense because it requires you to kind of detach and do nothing, right? And it's not that you're doing nothing, like you're not physically putting action towards your book, but it is like having that mental space and that time to develop your book before you sit down and write it. It's like having, giving yourself space for ideas to actually come through to you. And it really is this thing around having fun and doing things that align your creative energy, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And just like 
not stressing about the book, not overthinking it, not getting into these patterns around it where you're not allowing the ideas to come to you because you're so focused on, I need to get something down and I need to get words down and I need to hit 200 words today and I need to do this and that because my deadline's coming up, right? It's a very rushed energy where it doesn't allow a lot of creative space to come in. So here is kind of um, what I wanted to share, right? So yes, I will like, in my I kind of plan things out. Like I do have deadlines, so you can absolutely do this with deadlines. But what I tend to do is like, if I've decided, okay, I'm setting aside February to write my book because I know I can write a book in a month. If I decide I'm not going to launch anything in February, but I'm going to like use that month to write my book and I'm going to have lots of free time in that month to sit down and write my book when it feels good. I don't decide to do that in January, right? I don't decide that a month before and then only have a month to mentally prepare myself to write the book. I will decide that probably back in December or November the previous year, right? Or like, you know, a couple of months ahead of that actual deadline that I've set myself to write the book. And even then, I still make it loose enough where I don't have to have the book done in February if it doesn't happen that way. Like I can usually give myself until March or April before I really need to get my shit together, right? So I really give myself a loose timeline for it. And I do have deadlines, like self-imposed deadlines, but the way that I approach deadlines is that they're not set in stone. I aim for deadlines. I don't say I have to have it done by then. I aim for deadlines. So there's less pressure to it, right? And so it kind of just um, kind of occurred to me that um, I was manifesting because when I wrote down like in written format, what I do to manifest my book, I realized that it is um, very similar to what Amanda Francis teaches in her Money Mentality Makeover course when she teaches manifesting money. And I just want to give you like a brief overview of that. Obviously, I'm not going to like teach you that whole course because it's not mine. And also like, you know, I don't teach like her. But what she essentially like in very broad terms, what she teaches when it comes to manifesting is like you get locked in around the goal. Like you kind of decide and get locked in around the thing you're trying to put, to call in to manifest. You focus on kind of like setting the timeline and detaching from the how and the deadline. And then you get your energy there. So you kind of like align your energy in your vibration to where you want to be to call that thing in. And then you take inspired action to, to make it happen. Right. That's, kind of what she teaches. Like I, I actually would probably need to re- revise the course material a little bit. I'm, I might be missing something to that, but that's what I took away from it when I watched it months and months ago. And so what I realized is I was doing the same thing with my book where I would decide, I would decide like, okay, I'm going to write a book. There's a book idea. I'm calling it in. I'm going to write it. I'm going to decide. I'm deciding that I'm going to do that in this month, which means I have this amount of time to get my energy in alignment with it. Right. And then I set the timeline and I also detach from the timeline in a sense that I'm like, this is my loose timeline for it. And these are my aiming for deadlines, but they're not set in stone. If it doesn't happen by that deadline, it doesn't mean it's not happening, right? And I think that's also really important because in that deciding, you're deciding it's happening regardless. And so like, if I use manifesting money as an example, a lot of people get really emotionally attached to the things that they're manifesting. And they think to themselves, okay, I'm gonna like manifest you know, $1,000 or a $1,000 cash month by the end of May. And if it doesn't happen by May 30th, it means it's not coming in, right? Like I might be writing and I might be trying to get my book done, but if it if it doesn't happen by May 30th, it doesn't mean that I don't have a book. Like in truth, I, I probably have 70,000 words or something, right? Like I may be nearly done. And if I haven't finished by May 30th, it's not like it's game over. Or even if I haven't started, it doesn't mean it's not gonna happen, right? Because I still have 
infinite time to get things done. Like I get to decide when things get done. So really it's just like, it might take another day or two. It might take another week if my energy is not there or my creativity is not there, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. So it's kind of like that detachment energy, right? But that um, that aiming for deadline is also there to give me structure in a sense that I don't just mess around and do nothing. It's like I am intentionally working towards goals and they're going to be in alignment with my publishing timeline to make sure that it's not all over the place, right? So it, there's a bit of structure to it, but that's essentially that. And then I want to talk about this concept of getting your energy there. And it's a it's this concept around raising your vibration. So all it means is that... Um, like again, if you're trying to become a match for something, if you're trying to call something in, because manifesting is all about energy. It's all about energetic vibration. It's all about aligning with the vibration of the thing you're calling in. So like if you are trying to call in abundance, which is a very high vibration, it's a very positive vibration, and then you're doing that from a place of scarcity and fear, obviously you're not aligned energetically with what you're trying to call in. So you need to raise your vibration to a place of feeling good or feeling abundant or feeling stable or feeling secure to be able to call in the thing that you want rather than acting from this desperate energy out of fear, out of scarcity, out of like, oh my God, desperation, that kind of thing, right? So when it comes to aligning your creative energy with your book, it's about aligning your vibration with your story. And and I, I really think um, this is really abstract. And I, I think it's something that if you're a writer, you're going to get a lot easier. But you know, when you're you're really in the writing process and you're really inspired and you're kind of like really immersed in the world, it's like you are there in the story with your characters. You are feeling the things your characters are feeling. You are in that vibration as you're writing it. It's kind of like getting your creative energy there. When I am writing my books, I'm very immersed in my books. I am not like I I can I can change between books, but it's it's definitely difficult. It's like it's a very intentional process. When I have spent months um building up the ideas and the scenes for a particular book, I have spent months like visualizing it, you know, in my head with music and getting my my, I even pick music that puts me in that vibration. I get my energy to that place so I can write from that place, right? I get myself to the place where my story idea exists, like essentially in a um, intangible format, right? Because I'm, it, it, I'm the vessel, I'm using it. it. The story idea is coming from me to become a tangible thing in reality, to become a manuscript, right? So like it's coming through me and I'm kind of getting to that place so I can channel it to the page, if that makes sense. <laughs> I know that's really weird. Um, and so that's kind of how I see it. It's like I'm aligning my creative energy so that my thoughts, my energy is that I have a book that is a very heavy book that I intend to write in the next couple of years. And I've already started to plan it out. And when I was planning it, my energy went so low vibration for a couple of weeks. It was actually a really uncomfortable feeling, but that's because the book is really heavy and dark. And I wanted to be in that to really feel it, to really get the vibe for the book to get the characters and the grittiness for the book to understand where I would be writing from. But I also couldn't spend too much time in that place because it was incredibly dark. It was incredibly heavy. And I, you know, it was, it was not a good vibration to be in for very long, but that is where I will need to be to write that book. So it's kind of like, if you're writing contemporary, you're in a really, um, you know, happy, um, like light sort of state. Um, 
you know, it's very sweet, it's very romantic. Whereas if you're writing a steamy romance, it's going to be a very different vibe and energy that you want to align yourself into and, and thoughts you want to think about to get there. And again, like if you're writing action fantasy, you want to be in that state, right? If that makes sense. I hope this is making sense. So it takes me a couple of months of sitting on a story idea, letting it develop in my head, letting the downloads come through, thinking about my characters, who they are, where they're making decisions from, really stepping into their shoes in my head, visualizing the scenes, having them unfold, figuring out how they come to life, figuring out how I'm going to write them, figuring out what energy I'm going to be writing from. That really gets me there. And I also have Uh, a training where I talk about um, how your energy also really informs your ability to write. Like if you are feeling demotivated and tired, obviously you'll detach from the energy that you need to be in to be writing your story. So when I talk about getting into this excited, inspired, feel good energy, even if it just means you're taking some kind of action to get yourself there, um, where maybe you take a quick nap to re-energize or you take a shower to kind of detach from the day or whatever it is, right? To kind of get your energetic alignment so that you can sit down and write and it doesn't feel heavy. It's kind of like this thing that I'm talking about where if you are in a different energy, of course it feels more difficult to write. If you're in the energy of where you need to be to write, it's going to feel so much easier because you're there, right? At least that's how it feels to me. And I find that the more prep work I do, so I have creative rituals that I'll do like listening to music or playing a certain video game that I know get me into creativity. It gets me into fun and flow and the ideas start flowing. If I intentionally get myself there and then I can hold myself there in the writing process as I'm continuing to write daily, as I'm staying in that space, as I'm constantly thinking about those ideas, I'm only consuming mediums that are based in storytelling. So that could be especially audiobooks and reading, but it can be some TV shows. It it has to be aligned with um, the energy that I'm trying to stay in uh, from a TV show standpoint. Same with video games, same with music. If I suddenly switch to podcasts, I go into business mindset and the whole thing comes crashing down. So I have to be really intentional with what I'm consuming medium-wise when I'm trying to align my energy. And I will really do that for like the whole month beforehand to really get me to that heightened state and get me on that right vibration before I get there, before I start writing. It takes me a bit of time to get there. It takes a, a bit of time for my ideas to develop for me to get into that inspired space with it. And this is also why I don't start writing until the alignment is there and the story really hits me. And you know, when you when you get the idea and it just it kind of clicks and you're like, I've got it, I'm gonna sit down, I'm excited, I'm lit up, I'm ready to write. That's what I wait for. If I have told myself, I'm gonna start writing in February and then we get two weeks into February and I'm still not there and I don't feel it in my body and I don't feel inspired to write and it feels like I'm, I'm dragging my feet in the process and I'm forcing myself to sit down, I will not force myself. I will, you know, sit down and maybe go over my outline a couple of times. I might make some notes. I might, um, you know, try writing something else for a little bit to kind of see if I can get myself there. But I won't force myself to start writing chapters because it doesn't flow right. And I know I'm going to have to go back and redo it anyway. And I want my energy to be there. And I know, I know deep down in the trusting and intuitive part of me that if I just keep aligning my energy, I will get there and it will hit, even if it happens two weeks later to what I intended to do. That's why sometimes I intend to write a book in, a, in some month and then I end up writing it a month later because it just took a little bit longer for my creative energy to get there, right? And it's very much the same in manifesting. I just think that it's less practical um, in a sense that we can't see or we, or we don't think we're in full control of our manifestation, right? So like when people are trying to manifest money, 
and they can't feel that the money is coming and they're just kind of hoping the money is coming. It's a totally different energy. And then you're kind of like, you, you know, you're not seeing evidence of it. You're not feeling in control of it. You don't really know how far away it is because you're not feeling it in your body. So I think it's a, it's a different thing where they, they, they think to themselves, well, it's not coming in and they stop aligning their energy too soon. You know how when you're trying to manifest something, if you've tried it before, eventually you get to a point where you can feel it coming in and, and you know it's coming and you can feel it and it's kind of like it gets it gets um, more intense and intense and intense and then it clicks and it's there, right? And, it, and you just know it's coming in. You, you are in vibration with it. I've only really manifested outside of my books a couple of times like in that way. So I've only experienced that a couple of times. I know it's like, it's a skill set. You've got to develop the skill to be able to do it. But once you do it and you kind of know how it feels and you know what it's like, it changes everything because you know what manifesting is supposed to be like, right? So if you have manifested, you probably get what I'm saying with this. If you haven't, this might sound super really odd for you and I apologize. Um, But that's kind of what I'm talking about there. And so it's about aligning my energy until it gets in alignment and it hits. And, and I mean, it can happen sooner as well, but I just like to give myself that um, that time to do it. And I also, it just kind of helps my brain because I've set the intention to manifest in a certain time frame by a certain day. And so usually it hits the mark when I need it to. And if it does happen sooner, that's fine, but it's usually exactly on the time that I need it to happen. And maybe that's just my own intu- intuition, knowing what like when I'm ready to call it in and how quickly I can call things in, right? How quickly I can align my energy. Or the final thing you do is you take inspired action, which means that when it hits, you sit down and you write the book. And and it's not like from a space of I have to sit down and write the book. It's from a space of everything is in alignment. The ideas are flowing. The downloads are here. It's ready to go. And then you write your book and it, and it flows, right? And that's how you manifest because it's all flowing. It's all coming in all at once, right? Until it's done. That's how I manifest writing a book. And that's how I'm able to do it very quickly. So from a spiritual, energetic mindset manifesting standpoint, if you want that perspective and take on my process, like there's definitely some strategy to my process, but I really feel like if that resonates with you and that helps, definitely take that and run with it. Um, The other thing I wanted to say though, circling back is this thing around timeline, right? So Again, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. This um, is something that I listened to in a podcast last night um, from Kate Decker's podcast. I can't remember what it's called because I'm very new to her and I only just kind of discovered her. But I was listening to an episode and she said this in the episode, and I think this might help the the timeline concept for you as well. So she said uh, in relation to earning money about collapsing the timeline to earn higher income amounts faster, she was explaining how if you have been in business for a while and you've been making $2,000 a month, then you've already had a 10K month because you've earned $2,000 every month for five months. So all it means is that it took you five months to make the 10K, but you have indeed made made 10K in your business, right? So a lot of people don't count that because they're like, but I didn't make it in a month, right? And, And like, that might be the goal you're aiming for, but it doesn't mean you haven't made 10K, right? So I think like, that's just I wanted to share that example because when we look at the timeline of things and we look at how fast our manifestations are coming in and how fast we can write our books and how fast we can get our energy into alignment, it's really just a matter of increasing our capacity to earn things faster and to receive things faster. And so it, when it comes to your creativity, your ideas, getting your ideas into alignment, getting a download for a book faster, getting to a place where you where it hits and you can write it faster, it's really just a matter of get going from like, this is coming through slowly 
So I'm only able to write X amount per month, which means I'm able to write a book in six months versus this is coming through quickly because I'm, I'm getting better at aligning my energy. I'm getting better at giving myself creative space. I'm getting better at getting the downloads and letting them flow and figuring out what keeps me in creative alignment and creative flow, getting better at figuring out my, my creative habits and things I should be doing before I intentionally sit down to write, getting better at deciding that a book is coming in and figuring out the timeline for it that then you're able to reduce that to three months and you're able to reduce it to one month and you're able to write a book in a month and you're able to have a 10k writing day because you get so much better at just the downloads and the the flow coming in faster right and so if you can do it with writing that also means you can do it with everything you can do it with money you can do it with whatever you want it's just about understanding the like how you can take one thing that you've done successfully and translate it to a different area of your life where you can then call something else in faster and again, get yourself into alignment faster. That is all it is, right? And so I hope that example helped as well because I just think that from seeing a visual example, and I think that is very visual where we can see like the whole process of like we earn 2,000 a month versus we earn 10K a month, um, that is just helpful to see how timeline and timing can work. And time is really just an illusion. It's made up. So it's like... It's just something that we use as a, as a tool to measure hours and things like, but it's not really real. Like there is no timeline to how fast you can call something in. It's just that because our brains operate with timeline and our brains see months and days and hours and weeks, it's it's easy to put restrictions around what we are calling in and how fast something can come in because we have so much evidence supporting everything else in our life around how fast it, it takes to do something or how fast it can be to receive something. Like let's say you order something from Amazon and you expect that it's going to take two weeks. It's like, well, that's a timeline around how fast something can come to me. And it's a, it's a piece of evidence for your brain. So it becomes really difficult to believe that you can receive money faster if you're used to getting it on in a weekly paycheck format, right? Or it can be, it can be really difficult to see that you can receive anything faster if we see that it's taken years for someone to buy their first house and save up enough for it, or it's taken years for someone to get a promotion, right? Because we we have so much evidence in our daily life to, to prove otherwise. But it is always possible to receive something faster when you are aligning your energy, right? And you are manifesting and calling that thing in. So that is basically, uh, went on a bit of a tangent and a sidetrack there at the end, but that's basically the episode. I hope this was helpful. I hope it really clicked for you. Uh, and it didn't sound like a whole bunch of woo-woo, but if it, if it didn't, that's okay. I encourage you to listen back a couple of times and maybe explore manifesting for yourself, do a bit of research around it. Hopefully it will click a bit more for you after that. If you are really new to it, but you'd like to learn more about it, I'd also have some introductory trainings around manifesting in my membership. So I will put a link in the show notes for that as well, in case you're interested in checking those out uh, inside the membership and joining that. Um, I know I have at least two and I recorded them when I was learning it for the first time and I was figuring out what it is and how you do it. So it's, it's very aligned to where I was and I was teaching it from a level that I could understand at the time, which means it's probably helpful if you're new and you are also having trouble understanding it because it, it's taught from that place, right? So it's, it's probably very helpful for you in that sense. So that is it. Just so you know, that exists. Um, I also want to end this episode by letting you know that I have started doing these free coaching calls inside of my um, free podcast community group on Facebook. So we've been doing them for about a month now. And they what they are is a free coaching call that you can come join and, and you know, it's, it's completely free. And you can submit topics every week and I will pick one broad topic to coach you guys on every week. So that's what I've been doing. And it's a really great way for you to not only get support around different areas of authorship, but 
it's also a great way to, to kind of experience my coaching firsthand and see if it's for you and see if you vibe it, vibe with it, see if it's something that you maybe want to step into more of a personal space around and get personalized support in that sense. Um, but it's, it's great if you want to test it out. So I just also wanted to let you know that that's the thing that's happening now. And I have a link to my uh, Facebook group in the comments, in the show notes below, which it's always there. You can always join that at any time. But if you join, you will then be able to submit topics and you'll be able to attend the calls. So that is also there. And I want to let you know that was a thing. Alrighty, that is everything from me and I will chat to you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Paperback Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there are three steps you can take to help it reach more fellow authors just like you. First, leave a review for your favorite streaming platform. It helps out like you wouldn't believe. Second, tag me on Instagram at pagan at paperback or use the hashtag the paperback podcast and share this episode. And third, come join us in the Facebook group, the paperback podcast community, where you'll be the first to hear about new episodes and you'll get an additional live training from me every month. I can't wait to hear from you and I'll chat to you in the next episode.